Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to AI Audible, the new narrated article podcast from the Anfield Index podcast channel. Liverpool FC, a review of 2016 by Carl Kobach. With another trip around the sun completed, and the festive period behind us by the time you read this, let's look at the red year and see exactly what we have and haven't learned. January, a brand new year lay ahead. A time for renewal and rejuvenation. A chance to draw a line under everything and begin again with a fresh wash of a new year across our backs. It took 10 minutes for Liverpool to concede a goal. Another 80 before we lose our first match of the year as West Ham bully the Reds at Upton Park. A few days later, we chalk up a 1-0 win at the Britannia in the League Cup semi-final where Liverpool runs Stoke all over the park. There's a heavy competition for places in the injury room as Coutinho and Lovren pull their hamstrings and Colo Toure doesn't look too clever come the final whistle. We lose the second leg but go through on penalties. The FA Cup is next and the BBC are desperate for a story as we face Exeter on a cold Friday night. They nearly get one too as we go 1-0 and 2-1 down before Brad Smith earns a replay. My mate Andy's dry January lasts just eight days. Happily, the Reds win the replay. The strangest game of the season comes at Carroll Road, where Adam Lallana scores a winner with a mishit shot that takes a lot of bounces and three years to go in to earn a 5-4 win. Jürgen knackers his glasses in the celebration. This will become a theme. The United and Arsenal games are disappointing. The Gunners score from a poorly defended cross where three players lose headers in the Liverpool box. The Reds come back to earn a point, thanks to wee Joe. Roberto Firmino scores his best Liverpool goal. Rooney scores from United's only shot on target as we fall at home again to them. We draw West Ham in the cup and play out a goalless draw. Elsewhere, Andre Ayew is hideously overlooked in the Queen's honours, while Leicester are 13 points ahead of Liverpool. These two things may be related. February. We lose the FA Cup replay to West Ham in the last minute, but the Europa League is back. We beat Augsburg 1-0 on aggregate in one of the dullest home games ever witnessed. Their Estonian centre-back looks good, though. We batter Aston Villa 6-0, but only take a point at home to Sunderland. The latter game is only secondary, as many fans left the ground after 77 minutes in protest at planned ticket price increases. FSG eventually backed down, and a plan to clap on 77 to thank them is mercifully shouted down by a volcano of laughter and derision. Thanks for not ripping us off, lads. Earlier this month, the Reds are battered by Leicester, who look like well, champions on a freezing night at the KP Stadium. My mate orders a brioche bun with his burger before the game and hasn't lived it down since. Cobbs, not brioche. Bloody wolves. 
Liverpool lose the League Cup final thanks to some shocking penalties. City are no great shakes and we batter them in the league the following week where John Flanagan kicks Sterling up in the air and is hugged by Jordan Henderson for doing so. March. We win at Crystal Palace. And comedian Mark Steele blocks both the runner, podcast host Sasha Nakrani and I on Twitter as a result when we remind him that the term thieving scousers isn't quite the lexicon of a left-wing man of the people comedian. We lose at Southampton despite being two goals up before someone called Sadio Mane comes on and turns into Sadio Mane. The main topic is the two games against Manchester United in the Europa League where we drub them 2-0 and hold on for a one-all draw at their place. Felipe Coutinho edges closer to deification. April. Divock Origi has the game of his life in Germany as the Reds draw with Borussia Dortmund before the Redmen ease past them with a comfortable 4-3 win at Anfield. Work with me on this one, I still haven't recovered. Dejan Lovren shoves a million insults up a million arses as he nets the winner and breaks the world high jump record seconds later. Elsewhere, we annoy Spurs by holding them to a draw and beat Bournemouth. The Anfield derby comes and Mamadou Sacco performs his final good deed for the club in a 4-0 win. Everton's Funes Mori gets a red card for common assault on Origi at 2-0 and pumps his chest in what is the most Everton thing ever performed. I bet your teammates were elated at playing for 40 minutes with 10 men with Coutinho running into pieces, mate. Another European final awaits in a magnificently inappropriate stadium as the lads see off Villarreal despite losing the first leg, Emre Chan having a stormer. May. Liverpool beat Sevilla 1-0 in the Europa League thanks to a Daniel Sturridge wonder goal. Victoria Corrin invites me to dinner and Jürgen calls me to tell me that it's time I took the number 8 shirt. Leicester win the league but the main stat belongs to Aston Villa's Jack Grealish who started 16 games that season and lost every single one of them. June. Hopes are high at the 2016 European Championships in France when England are drawn with Russia, Wales and Slovenia. The three Lions managed to get out of the group thanks largely to a late Sturridge winner against Wales. Manager Roy Hodgson decides to spend the day sightseeing in Paris instead of watching next opponent's Iceland and later claims to have been lulled into a false sense of security. The inevitable happens and Roy falls on a sword with a statement he knocked up in the dressing room before the press conference. England appoints Sam Allardyce and nothing can go wrong there. July Liverpool buy lots of boss players and they ready themselves for next May's inevitable title win. They also go on tour and meet lots of fans who are dead happy and smiled and sing a lot. August. Liverpool kick off with an incredible win at the Emirates as Arsenal are torn to pieces by Gacinho, Mane and unusually Lalana. However, we're dragged down to earth with a defeat at Burnley where Andre Gray, whose praises I've sang for two years, bites me in the arse and scores. We hammer Burton in the League Cup where the travelling cop are allowed to stand. A draw at Tottenham follows. James Milner takes over from Moreno at left back and looks A, great, and B, knackered. September, bring on the champions. And then send them back with their tail between their legs. Lucas already claims the assist of the season. Jordan Henderson beats Chelsea on a Friday night. And Hull are dismissed 5-1. Derby County 2 are annihilated, where even Ragnar Clavin scores. Sam Allardyce is sacked as England manager for buying a pint of wine. October. Liverpool win every game in October, apart from against the Man United side who start well and then hang on for a point. We win 4-2 at Crystal Palace and Alan Pardew blames the referee for giving us a penalty last year when Christian Benteke was fouled and netted the pen. The dad dancer forgets that Benteke now plays for him, 
Progress in the League Cup continues with a fine performance at home to Spurs where Daniel Sturridge shines. November. Watford arrive at Anfield and try to play a high-tempo game. They're 3-0 down at half-time. Ginny Wijnaldum scores his first goal for the club and celebrates like Marco Tardelli. A point at Southampton is hard-earned, as is a late win at home to Sunderland where Origi scores the first of his five in five games. Coutinho's injured, which in turn reduces the impact of Firmino. Ben Woodburn reignites the soul of the game by becoming the youngest scorer in our history and has a thousand old men wondering if their boots still fit. December. Bournemouth are hammered for a bit and then our heads go and we give in. We also lead at West Ham but only end up at a point where Ragnar Klavan performs the sidestep of the season when bringing the ball into midfield. Adam Lallana is in magnificent form in Middlesbrough and Sadio Mane a bullion at Everton as the Reds go six points behind Chelsea, who seem to have made a Faustian pact with Beelzebub. At the moment, editor's note, article written 23rd of December, we have a point more than at the same stage in 2013-2014. My mate Ollie, who's 11, reckons we can win the league. He's wise and noble. I don't know what happens at Stoke City, as it's only the 23rd of December. Feel free to add your own entry. Let's just say we win both games 8-0. Elsewhere, Andre Ayew celebrates his 27th birthday. Shockingly, there are no street parties to celebrate this glorious event. Massively enjoyable review of 2016 by Carl Kopak there. Carl's a man you can rely on to write about any topic, and that is no different. I enjoyed the hell out of that. Let's face it, 2016, there's a whole lot going on there for Liverpool Football Club. But really, overall, the picture seems to be, and I think that's where Carl comes down as well, and the overall bias of his piece, it's a good year. You know, we've had all, everyone's done the 2016, blah, 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 people dying, it's a terrible year. Jesus, guys, brace yourself, will you? I mean, have you seen what's happening in the world? But anyway, okay, let's go with that narrative. 2016 was awful, but not for Liverpool. It may have been an infected wart on the scabies-ridden backside of a year, but it's overall, for our club, it's been fantastic because we've had one full calendar year of Jurgen Klopp's improvements, and they're there for everybody to see. You don't have to be one of these um, argumentative types who likes to point out their own particular corner of what they think is good or bad. You can just, I think everyone go with the accepted narrative that things are so much better. And that in Klopp and his team, we have a crew who are guiding us along the right path to finals last year are testament to that. The league position this year is testament to that. Let's see how we go. 2017, the first six months of it will tell a lot, but I think most people would agree that we appear to be at least on track. Now, personally speaking, I've had a lot of um, less than pleasant things to deal with over the last two years, but I would like just to take this brief opportunity. It's not an indulgent thing. I just want to say cheers to Gags and all the AI people for making a little bit of space for this um, on their, what do you even call AI now? It's like a, it's a network or something. Thanks for that. I, I appreciate it. It's it's nice to be able to work in my own limited capacity that I, I, I seem to find myself in at the moment and do something and be part of everything again. So I look forward to reading more brilliant stuff from Carl and AI's other cabal of wonderful writers. 
And as we launch this thing properly over the next couple of days, get following at AI Audible and get listening and keep up to date. And I'll speak to you soon. Thank you for listening to AI Audible. You can read this episode's article along with many others on AnfieldIndex.com. You can download our AI channel app on iOS and Android. And you can find all our AI Audible episodes on Twitter at AI Audible and on AnfieldIndex.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu dot com code GLOW.